Welcome to the Happy Home Birth Podcast, your source for positive natural childbirth stories and your community of support, education, and encouragement in all things home birth and motherhood. What happens when your baby flips to breech when you're six centimeters dilated and planning for a home birth? Hey there, happy home birthers, and welcome to episode 87 of the Happy Home Birth Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Fusco, and I am so excited to dive into this week's episode. Would you take a quick screenshot of you listening to this episode and upload it to your Instagram stories? Tag Happy Home Birth Podcast, and I will be sure to share in my stories as well. All right, I'm so excited to share Cecia's two home birth stories with you, so let's jump on into the interview. Now, please remember that the opinions of my guests may not necessarily reflect my own and vice versa, and we're not acting as medical professionals, so continue to see your doctor, midwife, or if you are like me, your chiropractor. Cecia, thank you so much for coming on the Happy Home Birth Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm such a big fan, and I've been listening to all the episodes since it started. Oh, I'm so excited. And it's so fun when I recognize a name and I know that we're friends on Instagram and I see your post. So it's, it's cool to get to speak to you today. I know it feels a little surreal. (laughs) Of course. So I know that you have had two home births. Your first birth was a home birth and that was, you have a three-year-old and a seven month old. Is that correct? Yes, correct. Well, would you mind starting by introducing yourself and your family to the listeners? Okay, so I have two kids. Um, we run, um, my family runs a, a family-based daycare program. And um, right here in our area, and we're from Queens, New York. And I also have a podcast where we share like stories about parents you know, because we are such a diverse borough, um, I just thought it would be really cool to listen to like everyone else's stories about and journey about parenting. So that's what we do right now. That's amazing. What's the name of that podcast? Uh, it's called Parenting in Queens. Oh, very cool. I am definitely going to check that out. <laughs> Thank you. And so, okay. So you, like I said, you had mentioned that your first birth was a home birth three years ago. What was your pregnancy like and how did you decide to have a home birth? Um, I never thought I would decide to have a home birth, but I remember like a while ago, like before getting pregnant um, and getting married uh, when the documentary came out um, about home birth and birth in general. What is it called? I forgot. Oh my gosh. The Business of Being Born. Yeah, The Business of Being Born. I watched it. And Mm -hmm. then um, I remember one of my clients was pregnant. So I told her to watch it. So then when I got pregnant, I'm like, oh, I should follow that advice. Let me watch it. (laughs) I watched it with my husband. And then, but it wasn't like because I wanted to do a home birth. It was just because it was informative and I wanted to make, you know, uh, an, an informative decision. So I was a at a hospital um, with the doctor and I kept being seen like by different nurses and my pregnancy um, was pretty straightforward. So I asked, uh, I remember the the nurse practitioner, I'm like, okay, so when I deliver, um, will it be you? Because I kept being seen by different people. He's like, no, whoever is on call, because you know, everything is fine. And you know, just treat it casually. So I'm like, okay, I don't want that. So, 
my husband actually was the one that was really okay with the home birth and we just had a little chat in the car and I said you know what if I have a home birth I'm like oh and then he's like I thought you would were gonna do that anyway <laughs> so kind of him saying that kind of gave me the I don't know the confirmation to to look into it so we started the process of um you know, interview midwives. We interviewed like three, but we went with our first, which was midwifery care in New York City, and everything went great the first time. So we thought the second time as well, we'll just do it with them. That's amazing. That's so neat that he was just automatically like, "Oh yeah, I, I mean, I thought you were going to do that." I know it was it was a little bit scary, like because I would I always tend to do this like I always tend to blame my husband for something like I'm indecisive about so if he was gonna say no you know I would have not probably not done it (laughs) right right well and so how far along were you when you decided to switch to home birth care I was 20 weeks so it was when the you know all the uh, sonogram everything went was fine with the baby and we just thought, okay, so if everything's fine, like, why not? And I remember doing a lot of YouTube, like, reading a lot of stories. Now there's so much more information mm-hmm. um, just these three years that have passed. Um, but I remember, like, looking at some YouTube videos and everyone would compare, okay, I had a epidural birth, a cesarean, and then I had a home birth, and the home birth was, like, the best decision. So... I thought, you know, why go through all the travel if other women already experienced all these different type of births? So why not just um, just choose the f- the best option the first time around? And I'm sort of a chicken. Like uh, I would I would have chickened out if I was at the hospital. <laughs> I think I really wanted to have a natural birth. That's amazing. And so your you had experienced this ob care for the first half of your pregnancy what was it like switching to midwives that second half how did your care change it was it was amazing like honestly with the with the clinic everyone was great like i was being in new york city you often in like a long way i didn't really have to wait that much for my appointments like everyone was very cordial like i have nothing bad to say it was actually really nice but it was very professional but with the home birth and the midwife it was a lot more the intimacy was there like i could have just talked away and they would have listened and i had i was pregnant during the summer so it was very miserable for me and Mm -hmm. they would just come in and say wow you look beautiful and it was like from the heart you know like that love so it was such a it was just different very different so i felt more comfortable with them um overall like they were family oh yes i i definitely get that feeling of family with the midwives so you decided to have this home birth your husband is on board what happened like as you approached labor how did that go down okay so with the first one obviously i had no idea and i had told we told like grandparents very last minute because like, we didn't want them to freak out or just like the whole nagging throughout the pregnancy mm-hmm. so you know they kept asking okay so time to time because i was already on um, 40 weeks and i remember going to the um acupuncturist my doula had recommended one and i was on that week of hitting 41 weeks I wasn't worried you know but then people talking just kept me kind of getting started to worry so 
I went there and like the next day I went into labor and I had no idea what it would feel like. But I remember like that morning on Thursday was that I just started feeling some crampy and like loose bowel movements and all that fun stuff. So I just uh, texted my doula, like, is this labor? So she's like, okay, you know, count all that stuff. And thank God I had um, a midwife appointment that day at noon. So they just like, you know, they just wait until you come. And then when she came, she had checked me and I was already a five and it kept it kept going pretty well until like midnight of that of that day so around 6 p.m um i texted my doula and i told her you know i just need your support so she came by and then she was she worked my doula worked with my midwives as well so they kept texting back and forth and by midnight she came back and when she came back i was just a seven so you know, like for a second, I kind of got discouraged. So, but I was like, okay, I'm fine. So my, my midwife said, everything's fine. Remember, this is a marathon, it's not a sprint. Mm-hmm. And I can stretch you before I leave or, or you can just try to rest. So I knew I didn't want to rest. So she stretched me and I, my water never broke. And then like around, um, I believe 3 p.m., 3 in the morning on that Friday, I just started like having the contractions really, it was just really difficult. I had back labor and they were very um, strong at that time. So my doula called back my midwife and she made it just in time. And then the baby was born at four or four in the morning. Oh, wow. Yeah. So she did come right at the end. Thank goodness, we hit, you know, the traffic in New York would have been crazy. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And it sounds like, did you feel like labor intensified a good bit at the very end or was it kind of consistently the same throughout? She stretched me. I felt like I was really into labor. Like I had all the constructions and they were, you know, consistent, like seven minutes apart, something like that. But after she left at midnight, um, they just started coming uh, more consistently, like every five minutes. And it was, yeah, more intense. So I felt like I was actually in labor. Like, because during the day, I had the constructions, but I was laughing and talking. And I was like, fine, okay, I can do this. <laughs> I'm okay. But then after, like, those three hours, I think, I think that's when I felt like I was really into labor. And, you know, my doula was doing all the massages and all the pressures and, like, the whole hot water and... um we I don't know how but we I got into the pool and I don't know how they did it and once I got into the pool um well right before my midwife told me let me check you just in case before because we don't know how long you want to be in there and I wasn't ready fully dilated so once I went in I told her I want to push and then I pushed three times and he came out wow very fast yeah, I mean, at that moment, if I like, I honestly, I did go into that, like that last couple of minutes, I would say 10 minutes, I did go into a little bit of, um, I don't know how to say it, but 
like kind of a shock like okay mm. I can do this or I can't do this you know and I started right. saying I can't do this I don't know and then something in my brain I just feel I'm like why am I wasting my time saying I can't if I know I can't so I started saying I can do it I can do it wow and that's when I started pushing and he came out but it was I mean it was my first time experiencing any type of discomfort in my body like I'm usually a very healthy person and I don't consider this a sickness but it was um very intense you know physically labor takes a toll so I was very tired afterwards and I felt like in a different world mm-hmm. um but with my second one it was so much easier like everything I mean I think my first one went, went really well and that's why I wanted a second one but compared to my second one that was like super easy it was just three hours and I was in denial that was in labor because it didn't feel <laughs> as intense as the first one and my midway was here um for the second one i did have a different doula uh and they were just here and we were all knitting away and like and i was just telling them this is not labor i don't know why you guys are here i'm fine i'm just having some cramps because i had eaten a friend uh gave me like beans the night before she asked me to go to her house and i was about to be i was 37 weeks and a half something like that um i was about to be 38 weeks so with my first one, he was born at 41 weeks. And mm-hmm. I told him, you know, he's a boy. I had, I had another boy. He's lazy. I'm going to hit 42 weeks this time. So don't even worry. And I felt so bad because they were here in my house and I couldn't let them go. And my midwife was like, you know, you're in labor. <laughs> she just don't know. That's so interesting. So how did they know to come to your house? Did you have like a few signs that you, you told them about and they were like, oh, we should probably be here for that? I just told them I had those beans from last night and I felt cramping and they're like, all right. And my midwife told me, you know, the second time around is going to be fast. So I'm like, I just need to go to the bathroom. And she's like, you know, I'm in the area. So let me give you something so you can go in the bathroom. And right before she went um she um i used that she checked me and she's like you know you're six i'm like oh my gosh i can't but i did not feel like that much discomfort as my first one so so i'm like okay so he's like i'm gonna stay because it's like i think it was around four in the afternoon and that's a lot of traffic in new york so she's like i'm just gonna stay and wait and see if things pick up so my doula had given me she had you know this birthing ball and i sat on it i remember to knit so and i'm like no i don't want to i don't want to go in there i don't want to sit on the ball because it hurts so my doula is like that's a good thing (laughs) okay so i guess i am going into labor so i started sitting on the toilet and it started i started feeling that pressure on the front not the back Oh, did you have pressure in the back with your first? Yes, yes, and it was much more intense. But when I, you know, things started to pick up around, I would say four o'clock every five minutes, I would feel like like tingling sensation in front of my belly. But it was, you know, it wasn't so intense. So once um, I started tracking them, it was like every five minutes. So I told them, yeah, I think I am in labor, and all of them were like, yes, we've. We've known you in labor. So it was like a little funny. And once I kind of 
accepted that, they started becoming more intense. And we did run into, it wasn't something bad. I think it was a miracle. It was something amazing that my midwife um, checked me um, again. Once I like, I accepted that I was in labor. I told her, you know, just check me because I don't know, like I don't, I, I felt bad that she was just staying here and not attending all her appointments. So she checked me and the baby was, um, he had turned. Because all the time he was in position with his head down, but at last minute he turned up. So to breach? Yeah, he breached. Oh my word. Yeah. And I was I didn't know. So she was just quiet and then she sat on the floor. She's like, All right, I'm gonna talk to you. So then he's like, When I checked you, you know, he's like he she always puts her um finger up and then she feels the head right away. But then she's like, I did not feel it. That's why I kept going around. And he's like, he's reached. And then she proceeded to talk more. So I'm like, no, let me call my husband because he was working at that moment. I'm not going to repeat things twice. And I don't want to hear like other things. You know, I just want to like a straightforward thing. So he came over and I told him, okay, he's reached. So I asked her, what are my options? So she's like, you know, we can try to turn him. You can go to the hospital if you want. And I remember my midwife, Cher, she had just given, um, I saw she posted, they posted on their Instagram about some workshops about babies and all that. So I told her, well, weren't you just at this workshop? <laughs> yes, yeah, so I have tons of videos. So many women have done bridge homebirth and all that. I'm like, all right, so do you think I can do it? And she's like, yes, of course. I'm like, okay, so, but can we try to turn him? And she's like, yes, we can try. And then, um, but it's not guaranteed because if you have another contraction, he may go back to that position. So I'm like, okay. So we had some rose hip oil and they just like, she just, I remember laying down on my bed and she massaged my belly. And I had, um, with my first one, we went to a doctor. I remember my midwife couldn't tell if it was breached or not, so they referred me to a doctor in, um, here in New York, and that they would that he would be able to turn him. And I remember he touched me with my first one, and it hurt so bad. Like he wasn't trying to turn him; he was just checking his position by hand. And that memory came back with my second one. I'm like, okay, this is gonna hurt like crazy. Okay, okay, I'm fine. Like, you know, I'm already in this. So as, as she was massaging my belly, I was falling asleep. So I'm like, okay, so when are you gonna turn him? And she's like, I already did it. <gasps> Whoa. Like, really? That was it? She's like, yeah, I already did it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I thought you were just like trying to calm me down because I felt like so relaxed. So I thought that was really neat. And uh, that's amazing. Yeah, that was like incredible. Like, and all of us watched it. I, my, it was my midwife shared with um, the assistant, Lindsay. She's also a midwife. And my doula, Christine, she, it was her first birth to attend to. So we were all like, wow, like so surprised. That was an, an incredible first birth for her yeah it was so obviously like she told me you know nothing is for sure and you know he may turn back so i proceeded to watch the videos of other people giving birth breach and i'm like okay you know my 
I trust them completely. Like I was fine. Like I was in their hands because I did not even if he even that he was breached. I knew I didn't want to go to the hospital um, because I thought that it was just going to be a lot more difficult to give birth, and they probably just would have given me a cesarean. But um, I was very very lucky that she um, share was able to um, turn him, and then he didn't go back. So, so I was when, when she checked the first time when you were six centimeters, he was head down at that point, or is that when she realized that he was breech? No, that was when she realized he was breached. Okay. Wow. Yeah. But all this time, like all the appointments, he's been, he, he was in position. Mm-hmm. And yep, I, like, right away, like he was there, but just when she checked me, like right um, when I started to to start contracting, she um, <laughs> she noticed that, and then I'm like, okay, I can't believe it, because I knew I was gonna do it, but I didn't want to give, you know, right. sincerely, and I didn't want to give birth breach. I like, I knew I could have done it, but it would have been longer. That is so incredible. I am really interested in the technique that she used to get your baby to flip. And yeah, I mean, sometimes that that unexpected breach. I mean, it happens. I remember attending a birth. It was a surprise breach. In fact, we had her on the podcast uh, last year sometime. Um, Samantha, I'll have to link in the show notes what episode that was. But the the day before she had had an appointment and the baby was head down and everything was perfect and ready to go, her baby just flipped. And then it was a really fast labor, which yours actually was, you know, really fast too. Your midwife happened to be there. Um, but yeah, it was a fast labor and that baby came on out breach. Oh my gosh. I'm always like, so, so, I, that was my only fear. Like with the two pregnancies, if I had to give a, a birth to a breech baby. So I'm very happy for her, but I'm glad it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Good for her. Not for me. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like at that moment, since I was surrounded by so much love and support, I felt like I could do it, you know, but mm-hmm. I'm glad that I didn't. So and you mentioned that. Sure. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, you did mention when we were talking earlier about your doula and, and how that was her first birth, but you felt very supported by her. So what, what was that like? And, and how did you find her and, and choose her as your doula? Well, obviously initially I wanted my, my first doula, but she was not doing that work anymore. She um, had moved on to other things. So I know my midwife told me that I could do it without a doula. Like the first time was fine. So, but I felt like I didn't need one. So they recommended that I would use a tier one doula. And I have um, Christine in my, I also follow her because I like to knit and she's, um, she has an account about knitting, which is called Queen's Knits. And then I just remember scrolling through Instagram and she announced that she was becoming a doula. So I said, oh my gosh, this is, this is it. So I messaged her and she told me, you know, I've never attended a birth. And, but she was already booked for, I think, um, for practices, like right after my, my, uh, my due date. So I told her, you know, I don't mind. And she has two kids. Um, I believe, I'm not sure if both of them were home birth or only one. So she had already gone through this and I knew I wanted someone that was more, that could connect more, um, long-term. Like she, 
uh, was a mother who had given birth and she was a doula and knits and all that. So I felt like we just clicked, like it was very um, similar lifestyle um, that I wanted to follow. Uh, so I we met that. and we clicked and she met my midwives and everyone loved her and she was very motherly. Like she became, like she came so prepared with like snacks and different types of balls. Um, notes for the wool, like affirmations and things like that. And I remember when I messaged her and I told her I was having those cramps, she told me, you know what, I'm not doing anything. Let me just go over and we'll, we'll just hang out. Like she was so intuitive, you know? That's amazing. And that was when she messaged my midwives and they came and the baby was born a couple of hours later. That is so fantastic. And you were talking about earlier before we, before we started the interview, actually, and in my notes, I have that you, your midwifery care provider, midwifery care NYC, they're trying to open a nonprofit home birth center or yeah, a home birth center or birth center? A birth center. So gotcha. I actually have, I interviewed my midwife share uh, a couple of weeks ago for my podcast because she actually lives in Queens as well and she told me that they're looking to open on um, 2022 that they already have um, been seeing a couple of places and because of the whole that the good thing that happened during this pandemic was that, that some regulations um, for home for birth, birthing centers um, were revised um, <clears throat> which made it a little bit more accessible accessible for them to open it. So I think it's a cooperative with a couple of midwives to open this this birthing center because I, there's just, it's, you know, I think in general, birthing naturally is just not accessible to people, like the information. You really have to look and find people like that. It's not just like widely acceptable, widely like welcoming. Mm-hmm. And it's like you know for me it has i think is like the best way to give birth um if you can do it in a supportive environment and i think that's why we i mean i choose a home because it's a supportive environment but if you have a birthing center um it would all that would be a supportive environment uh, other than the hospital and i think that would be incredibly um wonderful for you know new york's to have i think new york only has like two but um they're not non-profit and i and the you know problems with insurance is always a difficulty and like the amount of people they're supposed to care for is another obstacle so having a non-profit birthing center would be uh, more accessible for people that need it the most oh that is so incredible and i will definitely if you will send me the link to that interview i will make sure that i put that in the show notes as well so that people can can listen to hear more about that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. So hopefully it happens in the daylight. Well, Cecilia, thank you so much for sharing your stories. That is incredible. And I still cannot get over such a simple, you know, it sounds like it was honestly a peaceful massage to flip your baby <laughs> from, from breach to head down. That's just incredible. Yes, I can't believe it either. And, um, I think it was a miracle. Like we all felt like it was a miracle. And just like that. And also when he came out, he, I never broke my water. Uh, but this time I couldn't get into the pool. Like it was already too late 
So I saw him like when I, what was my last push, I saw him come out in the sack and, <gasps> and get over that image. And I wish we had like video or all the stuff we didn't. Wow. So he, was he born completely in call or did it yeah. break as he was coming out? Wow. Well, it did break right after she, um, the midwife assistant caught him. And mm -hmm. I really wanted to catch my baby this time. But my, I remember the position that I was, I was um, in the birthing stool, just holding on there and my hands were so shaky. And I remember telling Lindsay, I'm like, you take him, I can't, <laughs> my hands are so shaky. Oh, wow. So, and my older boy, um, I was so worried because my th three-year-old, he was such a mama's boy for, all this time since he was born, like he wouldn't be away from me at all. Like we tried grandparents, we tried sleeping in the crib, like nothing worked for him to be <laughs> a little bit more independent. So I told my thought like this transition would make it a lot worse and he would be a lot more clingy. So I was so worried when I was going to give birth. So I had um, another doula, which she just volunteered to come on and it was also her first birth. Her name is em Emmy, um, Emily, and then she took care of him great. Like he was like going up and down and going everywhere. Um, and then when he came out, she like my little boy heard him. So I had told him and I had let him watch some videos about birth and like, you know, the siblings um, are welcoming. So he still has that in his mind. Like he sees his little baby brother and he says, sure came and she, he, she took him out of your belly and then he cried and then he came out. That's so incredible. I love when siblings get to play a part in such a transformative experience. Mm -hmm. Yes, I, I was very impressed by how much like he understood and he became like this independent little boy instantly. Like, oh, really? Yeah, like he, he slept on his own bed like that night. Um, he started going with daddy and with grandparents. Like he understood that I had to take care of his little brother. And he would just leave me like, okay, bye mom. Like and he wouldn't like cry or be clingy or any of that stuff. So I was like, that yeah, I thought it would be a lot worse and it was a lot better. So it was such a blessing that he he was, you know, so perceptive for that. Young. Yeah. Yeah, that is incredibly perceptive. That's so neat to hear that he was able to just grasp like, oh, okay, well, the baby needs mom. So I, I'll, I guess I'll be okay with this now. <laughs> yes. And especially with the book, because I breastfed him a, a little bit after two years, two years old. Mm -hmm. wouldn't let it go like I tried everything and he would mm -hmm. let it go so I thought he would definitely get jealous that now I'm nursing his little brother he would want it again because he had stopped but he keeps touching it you know mm -hmm. so I'm like okay he's gonna get so jealous but no when he when he um, was born and he heard him cry he told me mom he needs your boobies <laughs> oh my <laughs> word uh, and I was like, I wanted to cry at that moment. I'm like, yes. <laughs> <You're right. sighs> that is so precious. Wow. And I'm sure their relationship is so fun to watch develop now that, now that your youngest is what, seven months old? Yes. Oh my gosh. I know it's going to be more wild because he is <laughs> little, I don't remember my first one. He was, like I told you, very 
like a mama's boy, very clingy, but him, he's just more wild. Like he wants to see people be out. He doesn't care. So it matches with my older son because now he's like that. So they're going to go at it. I've got the same situation with girls at my house. So I completely get it. The older one, just like I, now that my, my, uh, one-year-old she's been mobile for a few months now and as soon as she was able to start walking it's like she is holding that older one's hand all the time and they're just walking back and forth i'll just like turn around and see them walking into my older one's room and it's just it's such a cute little relationship yeah stressful very stressful oh, yes, of course. <laughs> a little dangerous but very cute <laughs> i know i that i know they're gonna go at it i have some friends that have old boys they are older you know their kids are already much older and they're like you know when they fight just let them fight <laughs> whoever kills each other first <laughs> like, it'll be fine, fine. <laughs> they'll work it out yes it worked out Oh, that's so cute. Well, Cecia, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And I am going to make sure that we include your information for your podcast in the show notes so everyone can go follow that. Um, but it has just been such an honor to hear your story. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you so much for having me. And I really love this podcast. And I'm so glad you started it and continue to share all these stories. It's really amazing. Wow. As we jump into this week's episode roundup, I am just struck by the ability of midwives. How amazing that hands-off and yet still hands-on balance that they have as care providers and the gentleness with which they're able to manage situations. I find it so incredible that Cecilia's midwife was able to gently massage her baby into the correct position where in her previous pregnancy, Cecilia clearly dealt with a stressful and painful doctor's palpation. I also want to mention how beautiful I find it that Cecilia was so willing to allow others new to birth work to witness such a gorgeous birth. Her care team was so loving and supportive, and she clearly returned that love for them. All right, my friends, go check out Cecilia's work and follow along. That is all I've got for you this week. So I look forward to seeing you back here next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Are you looking to extend the home birth support, encouragement, and education? Join us in our Facebook group, Happy Home Birth Podcast Community, and check us out on Instagram at Happy Home Birth Podcast.